a couch. Looks comfortable. And it's in Hey, thanks for joining us on another fantastic edition of Couch in Space. I'm here with my very uh, good friend and acquaintance, Colin McRae. Um, you might have known him around the broadcast industry for many years, around TVNZ, yes. NZBC, you started in that. Uh, Colin was also in a band, which is, I'm very excited about, hence I got out the little sticks. Yes, and the little I had guitar. a drum kit then. You had a drum I kit did. then? I did, I had a drum kit then, a long time ago. And I hear you're paying for it now? With tinnitus. Yeah, yeah. Now I blame the lead guitarist who, um, he had his amp right behind me. He was very, oh, very good. Okay. A guy called uh, Al Dawson. One of his claims to fame, which has got yes. nothing to do with this, is he, um, he, cl he claims that he used to play in a pub owned by Russell Crowe's parents. So somewhere oh, out really? Them, and he, he taught Russell a few chords to get him going on the guitar. So oh. there you go. You shake the hand that shook the hand. Wow. Russell Crowe, now do you feel better? No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like um, four degrees of no, separation. Two, I expected I two, you know, I expected you to know Russell. There you go. It's funny because, well, didn't Russell Crowe? He um, had a band, yeah. Yeah, wasn't he like following some guy around when he first started? Don't know. In the, in the, yeah. in the music industry? I thought I read oh, something yeah, like that about that. Anyway, so. Before we get on to broadcasting, and um, Colin's very knowledgeable and also a very good reporter, I think you've tra trained how many people in, in oh, the art of reporting? Thousands, yeah. Thousands, yeah. Um, I'm really interested to know, yeah, yeah, about your youth. And so you, you didn't start in broadcasting? Were you a musician before? Well, no, no. And this is, we're going right back to the 60s and um, when I was in high school. And it's, we, we played all around Hawke's Bay and various parties, mm. and it, it was before pub music. But we played at dances, and the, the top hat was a dance hall, and what have you. And we one year we got into the Battle of the Bands, Hawks Bay. Oh wow! Hawks but Bay, it was yeah. you know it was sort of like the Academy Awards, and um, we won it. And so one oh, of the wow. prizes was to go into the local radio station uh, in town and uh, record half a dozen songs. And we uh, so I'd been into this little studio three or four times, and I was just fascinated by a studio, a radio yes. studio, and. Um, it, it just looked like the sort of place I, I would like to work in. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right, okay. But anyway, in the meantime, there were, there were no courses like there are now. You mm. either started journalism, for example, on a newspaper. Um, I don't think the radio station had much in the way of news programs. So I went off to uni in Wellington and Christchurch, and um, okay. by the end of all of that... Studying... The, the, I did a BA in, in English and History, and okay. um, just a good liberal arts degree. And by the end, somewhere in the in the early 70s, there were more opportunities. Obviously, if you had a degree, you might have the gumption to ring up, and I did, um, about a dozen papers, and two responded, and um, oh, and okay. one of them offered me a job, the old Timur here. They had a high turnover of people down there in okay. those days, so <laughs> there was always It wasn't because news. of your no, awesome no, credentials. No, no. But uh, then I got back there, and there was a private radio network in those days, and the Christchurch one was Radio Avon. Okay. And so I had a couple of three years at that and then got into TV in Wellington, Auckland, 
Australia back to Auckland, and here we are. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it was news, current affairs, sport when TV3 started up here yeah. nearly 30 years ago next uh, next year. Wow. Um, I took them a proposal on for a sports sort of magazine program because I didn't think they'd have any rights for sport because TVNZ mm. had it all. Um, but they had some programming, and um, but they said, look, no, no, we don't want what you're offering, which was a sort of a magazine uh, like like a look at the world of sport, yeah. Uh, but would you like a job? <laughs> and I said, oh yeah, what is it? They People said, oh, throwing jobs at you. <laughs> head, head, <laughs> of sport, head of sport, head of sport for yeah. TV3. Oh, wow. and, and I couldn't sweep the floor over at TVNZ and their sports department. It was, um, in fairness to them, it was very commentator okay. heavy and they did mm. a lot of, you know, rugby, football, yachting and, um, you know, tennis and all the rest of that. Mm. And so the, the mainstay of their stable, if you like, were, were good guys like, you know, Keith Quinn and, and people like that. So mm. there was no, they hadn't gone down that magazine track quite so much. Right. But uh, anyway, that, that got me into TV3 and all those sorts of programs. Wow. And uh, over the I spent 10 years at Mighty TV on Native Affairs and doing yeah. three years of that at um, Anzac Day, which is all good fun. Jeez, so yeah. yeah, it's been great. And television, I'm kind of like you. Um, when I started uh, after high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But um, I was lucky enough to go to the local TV station there. And as soon as I walked into a, um, a TV studio, I thought, this is it. Yeah. This, this is what I want, yeah, you know, yeah. I want to get into this. I want to be able to tweak those lights and make a stage set up and, yeah. and put some programming together. And that's that's what started me on my journey. Yes, yeah. Well, I came at it through journalism, as I mm. say, the newspaper briefly. But you, same radio. with you with the, the, the yeah, radio station. Hey, you see a studio and you yes. think, you see so much potential, don't you? <laughs> and then you do the reality of it. <laughs> and exactly. <laughs> now look at you. You're yeah. in space. You've got the yeah, earth behind you. That's what I'm holding on here. You can't tell really, but you know, there's a nice sign up there. Yeah. It's a couch, it's a comfortable place. Good. And no one can hear you scream. Well, we, we know where we've been, but where we're we going to is... Well, is, that's the thing though, yeah. isn't it? And where we're going to, especially with the media and content industry, it's, it's an interesting time at the moment. It is. How do you feel about that? Well, it's, it's a crossroads, but it has been for a little while now. I mean, um, the number of sort of legitimate, respectable, credible organisations that can earn enough money to pay for journalists mm. to research and report and filter news into a coherent read or digester, uh, digestion every day yeah. um, is, is getting harder and harder. Um, and, you know, you've got everyone's coming up with this so-called fake news and you've You've got this idiot Jones in America now who seems to make a living out of telling everyone that the, the Twin Towers <laughs> was a, was a, was a government, government did it. And right. then he's got the Sandy Hook tragedy with all those little children were shot. And he's saying, oh, no, that was, that was, um, uh, that was all enacted. The mm. parents are actors. And then when these kids in Florida, 17 kids or something, shot in high school, yeah, yeah. he said, oh, no, the, the, those kids who came on TV afterwards, the survivors, They've clearly been trained in how to how to express grief, and because they happen to be young and very very passionate and articulate, and <laughs> oh, so geez. and he knows it's bullshit. He yeah. has to, but he he does. He's a, he's an oaf, but there's people who seem to believe him. Yeah, that's the scary bit, isn't it? It's like the integrity. Who's got integrity? I mean, you can go in and say something. And it can be true or not true, it doesn't matter because there's such an information overload mm, mm. everywhere. You're going to have some people believe it and some people not. 
It's yeah, almost, yeah. but there's no clear majority though, is there? So well, the truth gets thinner and thinner. The good news is there's lots of options. Um, That's right. Yeah. But the bad news is, is all, the, and I don't pretend to understand the mechanics of uh, the modern media mm. world, but with all these um, logarithms or whatever they mm -hmm. call them, they, they would see what you looked at last night or last week or five years ago, mm. um, and all of a sudden they're they selecting similar stories and feeding you a diet of the stuff you're already inclined to see. So you're not going to get an alternative view. You're not going to get new stories. You're going to get just an ongoing mishmash of the sort of stories you've been seeking out. And then you're going to get advertisements attached to those um, screens that, that, that are coming at you mm. uh, because they know that you're really old and you're male and you live in New Zealand That's and you've right, yeah. got a dog and you know, two <laughs> cats or whatever it is. Uh, and so they, they feed you this stuff. And so I think the trick is, and it's, 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 I mean, I do it anyway, but the trick is for young ones is to find a credible source of news yep. and, and sort of stick with it. And um, if you're in the States, you've got CNN versus Fox. So Fox is terribly right wing and CNN is left wing. Um, you've got the Wall Street Journal, you've got the Washington Post. So if you were there, you'd, I guess you'd try and find one. But if you had half a brain, you'd, you'd, you'd read both, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd well, that's the thing, isn't it? Mm. You, um, I heard Joe Rogan comment on that, you know, during the elections, watching CNN and Fox. He didn't say he preferred one or the other, but in order to get an idea of a vague truth, you have to watch both yeah. and somehow put the pieces together yourself. Yeah, yeah. You can't just go to one source anymore. No because you're bombarded. And, and within that, it's, it's a lot of work to find the truth, isn't well, it? Exactly. And to be honest, aren't most people lazy? They just want to be told something, react to it, and be done with it? Well, and a lot of them are getting their so-called news from Stephen Colbert, who's very, very funny and very, very clever. Mm -hmm. uh, what sort of staggers me a little bit when I watch him from time to time is that stories, if you follow news, and having worked in it all these years, you sort of do. And so we're on the other side of the world, and he'll start talking about an event that's happened in America that day. Mm. Well, I'm familiar with it, but it seems that half the audience watching his show, right. it's the first time they're hearing about it. Yeah. Um, you know, something stupid that Trump or one of his mates has said. So I don't know how f closely people are following news anymore. And I don't, it's just, it's just Where do you get thing. most of your news from these days? Well, it's Radio New Zealand. It's always a good, reliable source, very, yeah. very authoritative. And, um, you know, people like Guy Nespiner and Susie Ferguson and John Campbell, who, who, who's been there, they conduct very searching interviews with the okay. newsmakers of the day, and I'd recommend that to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, we subscribe online to the New Zealand Herald. Okay, yep. And I buy a couple of magazines uh, across the, the week, like the English um, sort of right of centre uh, spectator, yeah. Uh, but I check out the allegedly left of centre BBC and the Guardian online. Um, I go to the Sydney Morning Herald and use up my five views a month, <laughs> okay, <laughs> one view a week. Sort yeah, of yeah. There. I mean, there's only so much you can afford to, to do, but I yeah. think you've you've got to get a taste of it. And um, and and if you like one or the other, and you can afford it, I mean, the New Zealand Herald now is I think ten dollars a month to right. get the online. Yeah. But I'm told they make their money not from me spending $10 a month, but from them selling the knowledge they now have about me as a consumer of their Oh, product. really? Yeah, that may be fake news, people. <laughs> um, but you heard, the, you heard the fake here first. <laughs> but the value to them yeah. isn't, isn't the subscription. Well, I, I'm sure yep. they take it that they subscribe to a lot of people. Um, but 
that they, they gather up all this information on, you know, who's getting it, what sort of ads they look at, what stories they focus on, how long they spent on this story versus that story. Mm. And if you don't read the car parts, you read the, the rugby bits, or if you, you know, I don't know what they make of me. I'm always checking the death notices. So <laughs> make sure you probably my, get funeral plans <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Make sure my name's not there <laughs> on a given day. So, you know, someone is then prepared to pay them mm. money for that information so they can market um, their products. But isn't that just the sign of the times, how everything is now changing? It is. You know, the is. model of television, of radio, of newspapers. I Personally, I think there's still a place for all of these, but not as as was before. No. So people are consuming not just one news source, they're three or four. Mm. I mean, you're saying you get yours from radio, online, uh, yeah. magazines. It's, um, That's right. And everyone's got to be a bit of a specialist in everything. Mm. So, for example... Um, News Hub has, mm. has got um, its TV, it's tied up with its radio and it's got a website. So you've got, um, and then you've got a newspaper like The Herald, uh, NZME, and so mm. they've got, they're tied up with radio stations and with websites. And yep. then you've got radio stations who put cameras in their radio. What about stuff? Online yeah. portal that now has their own yeah. video content. I think Newspapers have their own video content. Yeah. And I think that the, the um, the stuff outfit has got about 40 videographers spread around the country wow. and, um, and, and you know, so it's assumed that if the whale beaches up north, they'll, um, yep. uh, and indeed Radio New Zealand, they'll go and take at least photographs of the stuff and, and put it up online. And so John Campbell yep. um, on Checkpoint, he, he's, his program goes live on Face TV, which okay. you get through either Freeview or yep. um, Sky Channel 83 or something. Okay. and. Um, you know, and it's it's a modest production because they unfortunately haven't had much money to do a lot with yet. Yes. Um, but there it is. It's on, it's on screen. It's online. It's on the air, and you can get it through Facebook, and you can yep. get it through this and that. Um, so every, everyone's doing it, and you've got to do it. Yeah. You uh, do, the hey? trick is to do it. You, so you're asking journalists in a way. You're asking journalists to do a, a lot more yep. than us old folks used to do because right. you know they they'll go and do a crash on the motorway or a fire out somewhere in Albany. Mm. Um, they deliver a story to the radio, they deliver to uh, their website, and then yep. they'll, if it's getting near TV news time, um, they'll do, serve up a story for that. So they've, mm. they're doing a lot. Mm. The old and days of doing a story and heading off to the pub and going in again tomorrow, long gone. They are, really, mm. even for um, programmers, television. Mm. You know, it's not like the networks just want the program. They need all this other content for web, yeah. and even getting the rights for on demand. So it's not just for local production. And yeah. It's it's very complicated. And and so the making of it's different, and the mm. consumption of it's different. When I started, even a bit twelve years ago, at Mighty TV, it had just gone up on air, and I went in to help them for six weeks. And ten years later, I was. They so I never left them. They they left me. So oh, they, they? they went out to South. You'll Oregon. be back. <laughs> so, um, but I had a lot of fun there and working on native affairs. And yeah. um, when we started that program, it was such a novelty and it had such a lot of support from within Māoridom that I think on a given, I think the first lot went out on Sunday nights. We'd make it on Friday. We'd broadcast Sunday, and you could get a hundred thousand people tuning in to watch that primetime wow. program. Um, it moved to Monday night and it was still live or became live and so all that unpredictability of live TV and we could get it 80th, 90th, 100,000 people 
at least dipping in. They yes. wouldn't all watch the whole hour uninterrupted. And so, over the decade, the, those numbers have dwindled. And again, I stand to be corrected by Mighty TV, but uh, you know, on a given Tuesday for the half hour they now do, mm. it might be 5,000 who watch or dip into that half hour. Mm. But when they chop up the individual stories and put them online, you can yes. get 60,000 people yep. watching that one five-minute story. story. Mm. Um, because it goes around like wildfire. That's and how great. powerful is that though, mm. isn't it? Mm. So my mm. theory around all that is that you, you, you wouldn't wait till Tuesday night to put everything out as mm. new. I think they should be making stories and the minute they're finished, put them up online. Right. And hopefully get a, a firestorm around this story or that story. And then on the Tuesday night, you, you've got that half hour. You might have three of your stories have mm. already been out there for three or four days, plus our new story. Yes. And she's have a, what they might call an omnibus of, you know, earlier this week we, we put up online the story this, of... This, um, this, these are the developments? Yep, yep, yep. And, but he, let's have a look now at that story, uh, which is... Because uh, you, you're reverse engineering it, hey? Mm, so if yeah. your show, says on a Friday, but you're putting news bits out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and yeah. people are getting hooked on this and they say, oh, I want to know more about what happened to blah, blah, I know that I'm going to get an update on that story at yeah, the end yeah. of that cycle of the week. Mm. And that would be added value then, isn't it? Well, I mean, what's the value in watching something that's programmed for you by a network well, at the moment? That's right. The other thing too that happened was that there were stories you wouldn't do because you knew that by the time you waited till Monday night, something that had happened on a marae somewhere down the line on Saturday, a big mm. hooey down the line, well, you know, uh, the opposition on TV1 and TV3 and the radio and the newspapers had a very good go at it. Mm. So you're looking for a new angle mm. for Monday night, whereas you could go and do that story and put it up on your website Saturday night. Right. Yeah. Have a, and it's something new and different on Sunday night. And then again on Monday night, or Tuesday night as it now is, you can say, right, well, as you saw over the weekend, blah, blah, mm. blah, and um, let's have a look at some of that. You, you wouldn't be expected to make two lots, two full lots of programs, so, no. you know, but you could have someone who's a party to the story or a couple yes. of people debating the issue in the studio. It's just another way of doing it. Yep. But the, everyone's accessing this stuff online and everyone of the, the audience that advertisers are interested in, the whatever they are, the 25 to 54s, mm. and certainly the, the 14 to 40-year-olds are all <laughs> yeah. watching it in a handheld device. Yes. So the days, which I still do, is to go home and turn on the TV at a minute to six and watch the news. I'm still doing it. Really? But wow. not everyone is. See, so I watch the news, but not like you, because I have a problem with my aerial. So getting the signal into my TV sucks, basically. Right. I can't watch free-to-air TV just because the area doesn't work properly. But however, they, they stream it live. Like mm. TVNZ has got a live stream. Yeah. And the beauty is if I want to watch the news, I can tap on the news and watch it, either watch it live, or if I come home and half an hour later, I can watch it live, but from the beginning. Right. So yep. I still yep. catch up on, yeah. on all of that. And yep. having the live stream that goes to Apple TV yeah. or something. And you can scoot through, I'm not interested in that cat. I don't tree. scoot though, yeah. You watch Do you? It all? Yeah. yeah. It's well, like I've seen so many stories over the years. I, mm. I mean, I'm, even a, a thick newspaper, um, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, right, oh, car yeah. crash, oh yeah, oh, forest fire, yeah, 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 where's that, you know, oh yeah, some poor fellow's got a battle here or a 
someone's built a wall in front of his house there. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. So I can skim mm. quite quickly. Right. Uh, and I, I have it on very good authority for an acquaintance of mine that um, the brain retains more information if you read it off paper, right. paper than off a screen. Um, and I think the habit of the way people scroll through stuff, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You never settle on too much. No, and you, you know, um, whereas if you went to a, a town like New York, and the New York Times was available on the corner, and I've done this and thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. You, the challenge then is how are you going to read it all? It's going to take you three hours, and you're <laughs> engaging right. in stories, maybe because you're in a foreign country. Yeah. But there's fascinating stories, very well written, and it's on a page, and you, you know, turn it around and go again. I just love that. Yeah. Call me old-fashioned. You are old-fashioned. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's good. I, I agree. I mean, I, I like sitting through the paper too but mm. i'm not sure if you grew up with having a device to get all your information mm. i guess a paper well, would just be tedious wouldn't yeah, it? and it and it begs the question how much information are you getting you know so or how much do you actually want you know it's, how much do you need well you read the headline decisions i suppose i can't remember the last time i read a full article i read the headline i like the headline i read the first couple of paragraphs okay kind of interesting i keep mm. reading a bit but Usually halfway through, okay, I've got enough information, who, what, why, when, and then skip, skip the rest, really. Well, I think the, um, and again, folks, this could be fake news, I'll be corrected. <laughs> hey, it's um, a couch in space. <laughs> it doesn't get any more real than this, okay? <laughs> but I have a recollection of, of being told or having read many yeah. years ago that the Times of London yeah. um, had, had and probably still has its news on the front page, and certainly many, many years ago, every story could only be like 10 sentences, like 100 okay. words, 10, 10 word sentences. If yeah. you couldn't tell your story, you know, the outbreak of war, the Boer War or whatever it was going to be, yeah. um, or the collapse of the government in 100 words, you weren't trying, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we're back to that. Oh. Um, Ooh, I've got my dog here growling at the cameraman. Space, yeah, 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 dog in space. <laughs> hey, Colin, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. It, gosh, 20 minutes is up. Yeah, it, it right. flies by, I'm doesn't it? We're in do space, it's break, like, yeah, <laughs> I can't afford commercial breaks yet. <laughs> but anyway, right. yeah, fascinating right. stuff. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, Hope yeah. to have you back and So that was talk the first couple of years of my career. And That's I'll, right. There's next, still another... Next week, let me talk 57 about... 57 years to cover. <laughs> <laughs> let me talk about the 1970s. <laughs> That's right, exactly. I just want to, yeah, keen to chat to you about the band and everything like that and all things music, oh. which is something I really love. We weren't exactly the Rolling Stones, but when you're a oh, schoolboy yeah. in Napier, you felt like you were part of it. <laughs> It, you know. Yeah, exactly. It was great fun. Hey, thank you very much. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Good. Thanks for watching Couch in Space. And there we go. Dog Poppy, on Couch Poppy's in Space. Dog on Couch in Space. Usually when she's up, I get a boat in the background. And now she's come back. Amazing how she can walk backwards.